Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And joining me on this episode is Dr. Shilpa Tawari. Shilpa is the Global Executive Vice President, Social Impact and Sustainability over at Citizen Relations. She has spent her entire career of around 20 years so far advancing sustainability, social impact, EDI across a variety of sectors, including mining, oil and gas, forestry, financial services, and consumer goods. Shilpa has experience as a consultant and has held executive positions at OMAS and Manulife. In addition, listeners, Shilpa is going to be a speaker at the upcoming Agility Reimagined Summit, uh, which the HR Gazette is co-producing with the awesome team over at Anchor HR Services. And that's happening in downtown Toronto, beautiful Toronto, on March 9th. So if you're in the area, you should totally check it out. Hey, Shilpa, welcome to the show today. Hi, Bill. Thank you for having me today. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your podcast. So, Shilpa, beyond my wee introduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute or so and telling our listeners a bit more about yourself? Uh, thank you, Bill. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and, and I, I feel your introduction was actually quite good. Um, what I'd like to add to the introduction is uh, just a, a little bit of uh, information on what EDI, why we use EDI. You've probably heard... Uh, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, or DNI, diversity and inclusion. We deliberately put the E in front of D because we believe equity is foundational. Without equity, um, it's difficult to keep diversity within an organization, um, and it's almost impossible for inclusion to flourish. And so uh, we're very deliberate in using EDI as a part of how we approach the work we do with our clients, but also at Citizen, how we do the work internally as well. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. I'd now love you to, to tell us a little bit about the fact that you're, you're going to be joining the ESG panel at the Agility Reimagined Summit. Um, as I mentioned, it's it's produced by uh, HR Gazette and Anchor HR, and it's going to be in fabulous downtown Toronto. So if you're an HR leader, if you're a talent leader and such, you should totally check it out and apply for your ticket. Can you tell our listeners a bit about the panel and some of the hopeful learning outcomes from it? I'm excited to be on this panel, Bill, because the focus of, of uh, ESG for HR professionals, there's a lot of acronyms in that, but focus on environment, social governance for human resource professionals. Um, uh, I will be speaking more to why uh, human resource professionals should consider and and be knowledgeable about ESG um, in in the conversation that we intend to have with the other panelists. In the conversation, we'll be talking more about what are some of the key aspects that HR professionals should be looking at when it comes to ESG. ESG, or I I call it sustainability, ESG is a term that 
kind of came into the market when investors became interested in in this topic and and then broke it down to environment, social and governance, really so that they could measure performance. I use sustainability because it's it's a it's a broader term that recognizes the interconnection of E, S and G. I often find, I mean, I think in the future we'll start to see sustainability uh, we'll start to see that there's more of a systems approach to sustainability. It's the approach I take. ESG right now will sit in one department or another, often legal or marketing. Um, very rarely have I seen it in, in the HR department. It does occasionally sit in HR. Um, but from what I can, I'm just look, thinking back to the different companies that I know, I think most of them are still putting it in legal and marketing. And I, I really believe sustainability actually connects to every single department within our organization. So it's difficult uh, to really realize the opportunities that come with ESG when you place it in one department because then it starts to take the lens of that department. For HR professionals in particular, uh, ESG, the parts of ESG that really connect to their role are really around workplace and also a bit on supply chain as well. The focus on supplier diversity was something that that would connect with their work. In terms of workplace, you'll see a huge emphasis, particularly in the last three years, around um, employee well-being. Uh, you'll see emphasis, again, on diversity and inclusion, a significant increase in that. You'll see uh, focus on um, pay equity and also executive remuneration. Those are the key four key things that really do sit firmly in HR and that HR could support and then also connect uh, the work they're doing to reporting because more and more uh, reporting around sustainability or ESG is asking for information on that. And so I, I just feel that HR plays a vital role and has a, an incredible opportunity to be engaged in these conversations. I, and I'd love for this conference or panel discussion to really uh, inspire more conversations within the HR field around ESG. Amtrust Solutions is happy to be a supporter of the HR Chat Podcast. Our team provides human capital management and talent management solutions and services for a global workforce. Our core HR solutions help organizations to create great onboarding experiences for new hires with new hire portals, forms and task management. Our HRIS solutions help companies with talent management using employee onboarding software, applicant tracking, talent management, work opportunity tax credits, remote hiring verifications and core HR workforce management tools to maximize employee efficiency and support business processes. Learn more at mtrust.com. Perhaps you can you can now share some advice that you might have in continuation from what you're saying just a moment ago that you might have for hr execs for pros and leaders who want to support the meaningful development and implementation of an esg or sustainability strategy people are the heart of an organization people are the biggest the most important asset a company has i, I don't often i mean there are occasions where you see where you see that companies forget that <laughs> that without people you have you don't have a business. And so HR has an important, important role to play in that regard. Um, the, I also feel that HR, I would imagine based on their training, they have a, str a strong understanding of the power of influence and really around anything to do with corporate ESG sustainability, that ability to influence is vital. Um, and so where I see HR taking a, a real a real uh, lead position is to 
influence the the change that's required on some of the key issues that I've already mentioned. Mental health, um, pay equity is in, in a, a big conversation and it has been for a while. Uh, diversity and inclusion, um, and then executive remuneration. Excuse me, I always have a difficult time with that word. Remuneration. The ways they can do uh, do that is one through policies, ensuring that the right policies are policies are in place to facilitate the actions that are required. Second is reporting. Um, there's the reporting right now on anything social that's that's connected to HR is really spotty and not particularly decision useful. So I feel there's a real role for HR to start thinking about how are we going to collect data and report on it so we can make useful decisions that uh, that lead to the change that we need to see for the organization you're in to flourish. So I see those two as being very vital. You have the skills in terms of your knowledge and understanding of the power of influence. And now using those, those influencing skills to ensure that the right processes and procedures are in place to facilitate the opportunities that ESG open up. Fidelo Inc. is a consulting firm specializing in improving human performance and we're proud to support the HR Chat Podcast. We help identify strategic competencies and behaviors that drive results. Our team offers an HR web software to manage systems, reports, and data for HR people that need the best insights to make the right decisions and achieve better results. Learn more at Fidelo.com. In your opinion, what skills should HR pros look for when they're, when they're hiring ESG professionals for their organizations? That's a, a great question because when I started in this field, what I was seeing was that people were moving, organizations were moving people internally. So usually it was someone with an MBA that would kind of would be either really in any department, sales or strategy, and they would be moved into sustainability. And I didn't feel that that was the best action or way to actually ensure that sustainability, you were using sustainability to leverage leverage and build the opportunities that it creates. Because sustainability hasn't been a discipline like, say, engineering, where it's very clear on what kind of skills you need when you're hiring an engineer or an HR professional, and very clear on the training, it takes us a knowledge, an understanding of what what sustainability does for an organization to understand who you need to hire. And I think it varies from sector to sector. I believe essentially, fundamentally, almost for every job, soft, what we consider soft skills are actually fundamental skills in, in building an organization. And they build, so the ability to work cross-functionally, sustainability, as I mentioned, doesn't really sit in one department. It sits in every single department. And so the need, and the, the experience and the skill to work cross-functionally and to bring stakeholders together at all different levels. And a lot of the work I did prior to working in corporate was working as a consultant on large uh, infrastructure mining projects around the world. And, and through that, I was... I learned the ability to engage with stakeholders at all levels, from ministers of various different governments around the world to CEOs and executives of corporations to community organizers to um, government, you know, mid to senior to um, junior government officials to individuals um, in a variety of different cultural contexts as well. And I think those those skills of cross-functional uh, ability to work cross-functionally, uh, multidisciplinary, uh, not not having that, you know, I'm 
I work in finance and, and this is the way I, I use data, but understanding how to connect quantitative and qualitative data and then how to bring a multi-stakeholder group together and and connect them to some common priorities or important priorities that are linked to sustainability and moving the business to get, uh, business forward. Um, and I think more and more also having that skill and understanding how to work in a variety of different cultural contexts. Growth in North America is going to, particularly Canada, is going to be through immigration um, and diversity uh Doing well on diversity and inclusion requires that ability to understand different cultural contexts or different experiences. And so I think those three things are vital. And then after that, the ability to think strategically, the ability to that fluency of using qualitative and quantitative, the ability to engage and the ability to motivate and the ability to engage and motivate, are, I guess, sit more in the soft skills is what I what I feel is important in terms of skills required um, when when looking to hire for these roles. Just maybe to recap a little bit of what you've said so far, so we can drive this home for our HR listeners. Perhaps you can explain further or, or add to what you've said so far in terms of what can HR professionals do to help their organisations with their ESG credentials? There are key areas of ESG that sit within HR. HR professionals can really embrace those and think through, okay, these are the four key areas that I can I can make a, an impact in around ESG. And then think through what are the right ways to do that. Usually it's through policy or reporting. So what do you need to do around policy and reporting to facilitate that, uh, facilitate the areas of ESG that sit within your domain? Um, again, you have a HR professionals have a vital role to play. The S in ESG has been become more and more uh, prominent. And if, if looking at some of the data, 47% of investors think that the S, the social aspect of ESG is far greater, uh, has has a significant importance uh, in, in decision-making around whether to invest in, a, in an organization or not. After that, it's 35% for the E, the environment. Um, so you have a great role to play, and, and I, I really hope that you feel through some of these dialogues inspired to, to step into that role that you can play in moving ESG forward for your organization. Just finally for today, how can our listeners connect with you, Shilpa? So maybe that's through uh, your email address. Maybe you want to share your LinkedIn details. Maybe you're all over Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, who knows? And of course, how can they learn more about all the cool things that you guys are getting up to? over at Citizen Relations. Oh, well, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to share some, some more information about how people can connect with me. Please, LinkedIn, uh, please uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I, it's If you just search my name, Shilpa, S-H-I-L-P-A, and my last name, Tawari, T-I-W-A-R-I, you'll find me on LinkedIn. So please feel free to connect that way. I'm, I'm not a big Actually, I don't even have a TikTok account, nor do I have an Instagram. So those are not good ways to find me. And then at Citizen Relations, um, it's, uh, again, just go, if you go on our website, you'll see everything that we're doing, particularly around sustainability, social impact. And you'll see our EDI report, Equity, Diversity, Inclusion Report, which in which we have all of the KPIs that um, uh, would be interesting for HR professionals to look at and consider in their organizations. Um, we also have an inclusive marketing study that might be of 
interest, which really looks at how to engage with ethnically diverse communities in your marketing efforts. So you may want to pass that on to your marketing colleagues. And our website, again, is just our name, www.citizenrelations.com. So connect with us. We're, we're always thrilled to share any information or insights that we have with people keen to make change in their organizations. And thank you, Bill, for the opportunity to speak on your podcast. And thank you, Shilpa. I've had a lot of fun chatting with you today. Thank you very much for being my guest. Thank you, Bill. It was lovely to speak with you. And I'm looking forward to the conference. Yes, and there will be links in the show notes. And uh, one more time, because uh, regular listeners of this show will know that I am not scared of the shameless plug. It's March 9th. It's uh, on John Street. It's John and Queen West in beautiful downtown Toronto. So if you are a senior HR pro, a senior talent pro or a senior leader, then why don't you apply for your tickets and you can come along. You can have a chit chat with me, with Pauline and with Shilpa, as well as hundreds of awesome Toronto folks. Uh, But that just leads me to say for today, listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.